listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Reading through the Bible in a year. That's often our goal as we get January started, but many of us fall off. So how can we have a a guide, maybe a companion, an accountability partner through this process? Well, Trillia Newbell wants to be that for you. And she's created this resource called 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in a year. Trillia, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I think the preferable way is to read the scripture. But if I have an off day or a couple, is it okay if I'm listening to an app that helps catch me up maybe? Is that all right? Let me start there because I think that's important for me. Yes, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I often take walks and and we'll listen to the scriptures. And it's it's also a, a good way to see how quickly you can read them because it just goes by so quickly. So yes, you can grab a Bible app and there's so many different ways to listen to the word now. It's just pretty remarkable. We need freedom. I think that we 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 want to read the word, but we need the freedom to listen and to um, do whatever we can to get in the word. Yeah, that's really your goal is to help us do that. Now, there's a lot of people who say they obviously love the word. They they want to read it. In fact, a Lifeway resource a study says here that many Americans say they're fond of it, but fewer are actually reading it. So what is that hindrance that we seem to have of us actually doing what we say we want to do? And that is to get into God's word. There are lots of reasons. I think some, especially in the American context, is that we are busy. The busyness of life and the distraction of the world and all sorts of things can kind of keep us from prioritizing reading. I include a chart inside 52 Weeks in the Word, how long it takes to read each book of the Bible. And you'll see quickly that it doesn't take that long to read some of these books. But because we're just so busy, it's hard for us to prioritize. So that's one reason. Another reason is that we can be what I call culturally good, spiritually dead. We can know of the Lord, but not know Him. And so because of that, there can be a lacking, a kind of a cultural Christianity and a lacking of the desire to run to Him. With that lack of desire, we're not going to open our Bibles if we don't know our deep need for Him. And then, of course, just general apathy. <laughs> so so those are just a few reasons why we, we don't tend to run to the Lord through His Word. You know, another issue is that when we run to the Lord, there there can be that, oh, look at me, I got the gold star today because I read my Bible, or, oh, no, day, today is going to go terribly because I didn't read my mm-hmm. Bible. How do we fight against this tension that's there, this goodness, badness in me if I get to the Word today? Yeah, I think that starts with our motivation. If you know Jesus, if you have placed your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ— you already have his favor, so you cannot earn his favor <laughs> by reading the word or doing any good work. It's given to us. But if we want to know him, if we want to commune with him, then we want to read the word. If we want to understand his commandments, then we want to read the word. So we've got to ask the Lord to change our motives so that it's not about us. 
and it's all about him and about um, running and knowing him and enjoying him and fellowship with him, learning what his word says so that we can obey him rightly. Those are the, some of the motivations because we love the Lord. We want to know him. But then also, if you feel guilt, well, the scriptures say that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So not only can we not earn his favor, we are not condemned <laughs> because of our, our what we do. So it's just not about us. And that's helpful. That's good news when we focus on Jesus. And so if you find yourself feeling guilty or like, oh, I'm not running to him, well, ask the Lord to take away legalism, that's what that's called, and take away condemnation and run to him um, with grace because it's a free gift and the word is, is a free gift. It's a gift from the Lord. So yeah, I think it's all about our motives and the Lord can help us. We we even need the Lord in order to to approach him pr- appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't we can't do that. We can't bear good fruit without him. So we need him for even our motivation to run towards him. Here's always been my struggle with reading the Bible all the way through in a year is that when you're reading in big chunks, you can feel like you're kind of just skimming the surface. You know, you're just reading an overview and you're not getting deep down into, you know, portions of scripture. So maybe talk a little bit about the difference of reading and studying the scripture and why I guess maybe both is necessary. And even those larger portions that it's okay maybe to be skimming at some points. I don't know. I I just struggle with that. Oh, I love this question. And yes, I think we all struggle and we think, okay, if I'm not meditating on one scripture or one chapter for a long time, then I'm not benefiting. Okay. There's a place for all of these things. And I would say we need to do both. If you read Hebrews, but you haven't read the Old Testament, you will not understand the book of Hebrews. We need to read the whole scripture to really understand the context and to understand what the New Testament is saying, for example. And so Jesus quotes the Old Testament, I don't even know, it's many times. He's constantly co- quoting it. And so we've got to read the whole scripture if we really want to understand. And that takes Bible reading to do that. Now, in terms of studying, that's when we're pausing and we're going to observe the text and we're going to look at the context. We're going to interpret it. We're going to cross-reference and dig deep. And then we're going to apply it to our lives. You can still do some of that when you're reading through the scriptures. The Lord, because of the Holy Spirit's going to illuminate and um, make sense of his word. Um, He will help us understand context, and we will often leave with application. But to study is more of a concentrated time. And even in my book, 52 Weeks in the Word, a companion for reading through the Bible in a year, I have a rest day that I encourage people, take that time. If there's something that you read, pause and dive deep. I I think it's so good and appropriate, and we need to do both, which is why I also have written Bible studies, because we have to pause and dive deep. We also need to read so that we fully understand the context of the scriptures. All right. So if you're just reading, what is your go-to book? What's your favorite book? And let me ask it this way also. I don't know if you have the book in front of you, but what's your favorite week in the uh, 52 weeks that you've got? (laughs) Oh, that's hard. Okay, so my favorite book in the Bible? Yes. God, that's hard. Okay, so 
who doesn't love Psalms? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we all love Psalms. I really love Isaiah as it points to Jesus. And I love Isaiah. And I love the book of, I, I've already mentioned this, but Romans and Hebrews. I love Hebrews. It's very hard. So so you're <laughs> like week, week 30, around week 30 is a good week for you. And let me just see around week 51, if you're in Hebrews. So uh, 50 to 51. So, okay. All right. Those but are your weeks. You, but you've got to get through those first few <laughs> weeks to really get the context of the other. So I see how that oh, yeah. all works together. Julia, tell us a little bit more about how this guide is broken down. You know, the goal is to help us get into God's word all throughout the year. Tell us how we can use this companion guide. We start in Genesis, and it's a straight read through the scripture. So it's Genesis to Revelation. So you're reading book to book straight through. And I give different chapters that you can read every day, and then places where you can write and reflect on what you're reading. And then I have 52 reflections where I either go a little deeper or I help us think through the context or help us see how it all connects with even other books of the Bible. So those reflections are times where you can pause and listen to a little bit of my teaching and then you have a rest day. The goal here is that you read through the scriptures. Now, one thing that I'm grateful for is that I didn't put dates in the book. So if you start in Genesis and you get all the way through Genesis and you're like, okay, I think I need to pause and read a little bit of New Testament. You can, you can skip to a different week and read if that's your desire. The goal would be, of course, it's a read through, but because there aren't dates, you can skip around in this book and do different weeks to help keep it interesting. And also, if you need that pause in the Old Testament, for example, because the Old Testament is 75% of the Bible. Mm -hmm. So we're spending a whole lot of of the year at the beginning in the Old Testament. That's really helpful. The other thing is, as I look at the reflections, they're not like you know, 17 pages. It's just, it's a reflection. It's not a chapter. So that's helpful too. It's, it's, we're reading through scripture. We're not bogged down with everything else that's associated with the book. Although it's very helpful, it's not there to impede our, our movement through scripture. I think that's really, really good. A hundred percent. And that was the goal. The goal was a pause, a breath, a reflection for about 300 to 400, maybe 500 words. And then The real goal is to get you in the Bible, to get you in God's Word. And so this is why it really is a companion and not something that my hope and goal is I am helping you read the Bible, then I've done my job. So (laughs) let me ask ask this question, though. If we want to get – the companion's helpful. What are some things we can do to make this part of our daily routine, this habit that we want to create? Okay, so there's a few things you can do. I actually do believe that books are habit formers. If you if you love your book, you're going to grab that book mm. and you're going to look at it daily. So that is why I created a book instead of just saying, here's a sheet of paper with that reading plan. It's going to help you because it's a journal also, it's going to help you come back to it. And it's gorgeous. It <laughs> is, so, it really is. So yeah, books, books do that. However, some practical things you can do. You can add it into your calendar. So if people are, they are just, they struggle with building habits. You can put on your calendar at 
6 a.m., I'm going to do this and have a calendar prompt, something that helps remind you. You can read it with a friend. I have, there are groups of women and men who are using this guide together as an additional accountability. So there are other tools and things that you can do to make for habit forming that will help keep you in the word and reading the word. So, but those are just two examples that you can do that will help you. But building habits, you're right, are really, really difficult, which is why I think sometimes tools like this, 52 Weeks in the Word, are just another way to help remind you, oh, that's right, today I'm reading in this chapter. And yeah, it's again, it's not about a box that we check off, but about getting in the Word so that we can know the one we will be learning about for eternity. And so that is, that's the goal. That's the heart behind it. But building those habits help. Yeah. And you've laid it out for us so well. You know, we know what we can and need to read each and every day. But like you said, there are some spaces there for us to journal. And you even have these questions that prompt us pretty much on every page. And this is so helpful. You ask questions like, what do we learn about God and his character in these verses? Where is Jesus in these chapters? And how might I apply this to my life? So there's some even prompts on what we can journal about and what we need to read each and every day. This This is so helpful for us to get through the word in 52 weeks. Yeah, it's really helpful. Mm -hmm. How does the podcast help us? I guess would be the last question here. Yeah, so the podcast is a lot of fun. I grabbed Bible scholars and ordinary folks like me who um, write and study and all sorts of people to talk through different either the context of what they're going to be reading that week or one aspect. Most of it is looking at the context and the big picture. And we're, we're going to learn some theology and going to learn some just deeper thoughts as we're, we're walking through and reading the Word. So I call it a companion to the companion. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way that you can't get in the Word if you're going to join me, because we, we're going to have all sorts of things to help you um, get in the Word so the Word can get in you. All right. So the book is 52 Weeks in the Word, really this companion guide. There's also going to be a podcast for Moody Radio with that same title. So we've got so many great resources for helping you do exactly that. Trillia Newbell, thank you so much for joining us today and for these resources. So helpful. Thanks for having me.